So my man, we had met um, previously. We met at in Sweden, and you're telling yeah. me you're telling me all about. Um, oh, so we got a little bit of feedback here. I remember you telling me about the formula you had created, um, dots, which. Since then, you've gotten a lot of attention for this dots. I see it popping up all over the place. It's going, it's in Instagram stories. Um, some of the federations, even within the IPF, some of the nations have adopted it. Some of the um, competitions have adopted it. And the reason why that's a big deal, usually when the IPF says we're going with IPF points, everybody just follows suit. So for, to, for this to happen means there's got to be some great credibility behind the formula you created. You know, it's a huge plus when people go against the grain like that. And then there's some, you know, there's a lot of hype online about it. people punching in the numbers and punching in other numbers um, in comparison, like the IPF points or the Wilkes points. And a lot of people are leaning towards dots being more representative of what they feel would be a good indication where they rest at. In terms of comparison, it's never easy to compare between weight classes. This is the oh, toughest, man. it's the toughest thing with powerlifting where, you know, we have to somehow be like, look at, if you're six, six kilo and you're lifting this much, it's the same as being 105 and lifting, lifting that much. That's very difficult to do, you know, what, what, um, to come up with a formula like that. So essentially, I guess, how, how did you come up with this formula? Let's, let's pretend that anyone listening has no idea because 99% of us won't, we're not stats people, right? So how, yeah. how did you make the formula? And, and then maybe we'll get into how it differs from Wilkes and IPF points and, and what the main differences are. Yeah. Um, do you can hear me good? Uh, yeah. Is, uh, is yeah. the sound okay? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm into this whole formula comparison thing, thing uh, for years. Uh, I just, um, it was, as you know, uh, that article Greg Nichols wrote about allometric scoring. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, some people I know uh, had a big discussion about it, and um, that was some kind of starting point. I was very interested in uh, this this topic because it's so difficult to say, okay, um, how can you compare these uh, these weight classes and uh, these totally different numbers? And um, I was in that for years, but I thought, yeah, there's Wilkes. Everybody knows Wilkes. Everybody uses Wilkes, and uh, the most of the people are fine with it. But everybody knows the heavy guys got a bit more from Wilkes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And um, after um, I heard that the IPF made new points, I was really, really excited. Wow, new points. I'm so excited. And um, I wrote Eva Spät. She's in the German Council from the, uh, from the German Federation. And she's also in the executive committee of the IPF. And she um, managed all the things with IPF points. And she told me, no, I, I can't tell you anything about it. Uh, you will see. And all the Germans said, no, when we don't know the formula, we won't uh, adopt it. And um, they decided to use Wilkes for one another year, 290. And after the formula came out, um, everybody saw it and everybody was like pissed. <laughs> um, everybody made comparisons and um, a lot of really good lifters in Germany uh, just fall down um, all the way. Like we have one very strong 120 guy, Paul Hedrick. Yeah. He's in the 120 and he's like uh, sixth or seventh on the world championship. 
he, he can pull 360 kilos raw, made an 860 total, yeah. and he lose a lot. Uh, he lose a lot from IPF points. And also we have this this um, German powerlifting league, like a team league, and it was always happened with Wilkes, and everybody was fine about it. And uh, you also want to see the heavy guys there, and uh, it's a mixed team competition, so we have women and men. And uh, the thing is, with IPF points, women get much more points than men, so it it makes it not any comparable anymore. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I called with a guy from the German Federation. I have my own strength club, so I sometimes call um, call with him. And uh, I asked him why we can't use Wilkes for these team competitions. He said, no, Wilkes is not a good thing with the IPF because uh, Robert Wilkes and the IPF, um, I don't know the, the whole thing, but uh, they are not good with each other. And I guess uh, Wilkes started a new federation, something like that. So that they, we can use any other formula for team competitions, but not works. And I said, yeah, I can make formula for that. <laughs> and um, in the last years, I coupled a lot of information, a lot of um, things you should do when you make a formula and things you shouldn't do. And I put all it together. It was all, it was already ready. I just have to to execute. <laughs> So like like execute it and then it's it's good. Uh, I made this formula and um, I tried to um, negate all the weaknesses Wilkes has, but without uh, make the people too confused about the numbers, because uh, you have now 700 or 800 points or 900 in bench press thousand, and nobody can handle it. So I said, hey, I I, I look that with dots the new formula. The name came up later. Uh, the new formula, it will be similar. It will be comparable. So the people who lose something from the formula will see it directly. And the people who gain something from the formula will see it directly. Mm. And I started to make it and, um, just for the team league. And there was a vote, and then the things come together. Taking a step back, you said you wanted to negate the weaknesses of the books. What did you find that was? Um, the main weaknesses of Wilkes is um, he has not strict like overfitting. So we, like lost, overfitting. we lost your sound for one sec. Can you repeat that again? So, um, no, you can hear me now? Good, yeah, yeah. It just slowed okay. down for a second. Oh, yeah. I hope my, my web is going well. I think it was yeah. the so, Wi-Fi, but you're good. Yeah, we just missed okay. when you're going over the weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, and um, one thing just about the mathematics in works, you have in this, uh, when you make a core of, uh, of the formula, you have some some changing points in it, like turning points in the curve, where it's not logical. Um, like, uh, I guess, in the women formula, there are two of these turning points, and the man formula is one of these turning points. And the other thing is um, the border classes gained a lot. I'm not sure how exactly Wilkes made that formula, but you see that the super heavyweight, I, I, I can't find um, a method he could make them so strong in, with the points. So I invented my own method to create this formula. 
So there are many um, things you can do, like IPF points. You take uh, like a percentile, like the 50% mean, and make a formula, or the 20% mean, like Kopayev try, or the 1% mean, and you will always have flaws in it. But when you just take the top five of every class, the border classes went up. So I said, hey, you know super heavyweight. What do super heavyweight strong people do normally? They can do everything. They can do uh, like um, uh, light athletics. They can do football. American football can gain a lot of money. And so maybe, or they can do strongman. Um, and um, how do you rate the Nevo? The Nevo of a class. You can just take, hey, how many lifters are in the class? But that is not, that is not true. You have to rate the Nevo. And as, um, I compared it like with 100 meter sprint. So, um, if you have the top five 100 meter sprint of all the years and take the mean of these seconds as I do and compare it to the world record, how close are they in the world record? So they have a very high niveau because the people running all over the world. Powerlifting is compared to that a very small sport. And that's what I compared. I compared, hey, the 83 kilo class men, how far away are they from their world record? Or from the respective world record. Mm. I just don't don't use the IPF world records. I use also the all-time world records. I use also a mean world record line because um, I guess some world records have a big potential, like the 93, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the distance to this world record from the mean was the key to make a number which is yeah which should be on a good line to compare the people. And that was the first step. And the second step was to prevent these changing points and all the things. So I need um, border conditions. The one try is like uh, the IPF points try or Kopayev try or uh, Greg Nichols try to take a really easy mathematical formula like an exponent or a logarithm. Nobody knows it who's not into mathematics, but uh, it is the type of the formula itself make to fulfill these border conditions. But the problem is powerlifting is very complex. Um, just look at a picture of um, Fe- Sergei Fidiosenko with deadlift, yeah. and then look at the picture of Ray Williams' deadlift, or Tony Cliff. Um, they all have to pull from the same height. And a bench press, even the, the, the smaller classes can use a very wide grip but they have all 91 centimeters. So the heavy guys is more a close grip bench press. Yeah. And all these difference um, make it impossible to find a very simple formula like in the physics to say that will fit powerlifting perfectly. It's impossible. And I used the polynome like Wilkes do uh, and uh, Wilkes did. And um, yeah, I uh, tried to figure out a, a method, a numerical method, to prevent all these um, all these turning points that I have border conditions, and I calculated like 300 different formulas for that um, with the with the program, oh. calculated and calculated, and um, just compare it to the border conditions I get. And at the end, it was uh, just the dots formula. And yeah, it's very difficult to show something my my whole method because um, I'm not the most, um, yeah, 
Yeah. Only would see my Excel tables and all my, my programming yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. More confused. Work on the numbers. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's like when you have a teacher trying to explain to you math, but they can't show you the formula. Then you, you try to describe a formula. It's like ah shit, this is gonna be a little difficult. Um, I can yeah. if you send me some some you know graphs and stuff. I can always put it up on the YouTube version. Um, so anyone listening. I could I could apply some graphs and stuff, and I could put a link also in the uh, YouTube version to some of these pictures, so people yeah, can actually yeah. visually uh, see. Yeah, like this. Uh, this is just a, a thing where I compare the oh wow. okay there you the go. 100, 100 meter sprint with uh, just just to show how you can um, uh, rate this niveau. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I put it all in my my uh, my Instagram link tree. Okay. Uh, there's a, a link to my Google Drive. I put all the stuff in there, so everybody who asks me, "Hey, can you send me some things?" Yeah, uh, that I can. Hey, look at my link tree, like the guys from Open Powerlifting did, or some uh, some nations who want to propose for dots uh, in their affiliate. So um, I write a lot of things, including a 50 site reevaluation oh. of the IPF points, oh, wow. and wow. send it to the IPF. <laughs> Um, a couple of questions. So, because it's it's heavily based off, I guess, the, the world, the standing world record, right? In that weight class. What if in that particular weight class, like some freak comes along, smashes a huge world record way ahead of the rest of the pack, uh, in comparison, way ahead of every other weight class because this one freak happens to come along? Does that skew it at all and make everybody else? in that weight class kind of suffer because they fall so far away from that one outlier or is there things in place to make sure look at if an outlier comes and he just runs away with the world record everybody else in the weight class isn't like how did i get shittier and my points got worse because this guy came along and changed everything it, or, or I might not be understanding it right either. I'm not a stats guy, so let me know. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, it's it's possible. Uh, like Ray Williams, what is the second best super heavyweight lifter? And if Ray Williams would be not, would, wouldn't appeared, I guess the formula would have looked uh, other, another way. But um, I just don't use just uh, raw data. I also used equipped data, and I used uh, even data from uh, uh, all-time records. Mm-hmm. I um, just to to find out how is this maximum level in this class. If if you see the 105, uh, the 105 class, the world record was very low for years, even lower a time, I guess, in, as in the 93, or or like the same. Mm-hmm. And now you we see every every couple of months we see some guy in the 105 smashing it yeah. like uh, the the swedish guy uh, emil or um now uh, bryce lewis made a 900 on the us apl and I, but i guess when i see the 120 world record from uh, dennis cornelius um and i see the 83 world record and see 83 is about 830 and 93 is about 860 and the 120 is about 970, and the 105 should be something in between. Yeah. So, but with all these data of all-time world records or um, best lifts from from history, I put it all in these in these upper line of world records. I just don't use just the single world record. I used a, a flatted world record line mm. for this niveau. 
But I guess, yeah, it's possible. When uh, there are some classes, they are not very famous or was, wasn't very famous the last year. You see, they're, they're very heavy women. If you're a man, you say, I want to be the strongest. I want to be the strongest and uh, don't care about how I look. But I guess women are some um, have some other in their mind because of the social system. Like, uh, they're not so accepted in the society. So I guess that's the reason why the niveau of the 84 and, and, and super heavyweights and the, the woman was, was very low. And then there's uh, Amanda Lawrence and Daniela Melo and they're smashing all out. And in all the other formulas you made before, they gained so much, like in the IPF points, they are not beatable. Uh, with dots, they are, they are still the best. Uh, I will not lie. Um, I was really surprised, but uh, they are much closer to the other. And, and that's the point. Um, I think you have to make a remake of a formula every couple of years to go with the, with the stream. Also, when something changes, uh, rule changes came in or um, something like that, you have to to just adjust it or, or just to check it if it's still fine. Mm -hmm. So it's so um, after you implemented it and you took a look at the numbers, because I, I believe and you touched up on it a little how Wilkes kind of favored the heavyweights for sure. I remember back in the day going up to like entering a competition and if there's like a mediocre 120 plus. He was he, even he could become best lifter. It is like, oh shit, how is it? This guy is so mediocre, but he could easily walk away with that title. So Wilkes definitely had had that skew. IPF points um, seem to favor definitely for 84 kilo for women. Uh, I've heard that. For mm -hmm. the men, obviously Taylor Atwood is the current champion um, in the 74 kilo class. When when you implement the dots. What does who are the reigning champion of champions now that Dots is in place when you implement it and look across, let's say the IPF and let's say the untested? Do you know who the champion of champions are? It's probably, you just yeah. said it's still Amanda Lawrence, but who of the men is the champion of champions? It's still Taylor Edwards. Is it's it? still Taylor Edwards. Yeah, it's still, it is still, still okay. Taylor. Okay. But it's, it's, it's much closer. I made a, I'm, I'm working on a new post uh, because, uh, Jay from Ireland asked me to um, to compare how far away are the lifters for the Sheffields and um, how far are they away like like the the, 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 the best with the best number of, of, of um, him and, and the eighth place for example and I just see when you have an IPF points you have like 10% with dots you have like 6% so they're all closer together yeah more competitive but uh, I guess Taylor is is is, is amazing. Uh, he's just incredibly strong. And when you look at all the data from the '74, I think he should be. But uh, Ray Williams, I guess it with thoughts he's like in the top three or top five. I think in, in Sheffield she's uh, he's on the third place uh, with thoughts. Um, and he would need like 25 kilo more total to beat Taylor when Taylor make uh, 790. When Taylor make eight hundred, he have to make like I guess thirty five kilos. Yeah. I just calculated around, um, and the same is with the with the women. Um, it's very hard for for the women to beat Amanda, and Amanda is still the best with dots, um, but the others are not so far away, and I guess that's the same. The problem with IPF points is this logarithm, these these curve. These uh, these curvature of, of these these thing, 
you could change all the coefficients with the same formula, type of formula, but you change all the numbers, you can type in like 12 difference. Nobody wants 12 difference formula, that's also a thing. But you change it. You cannot change the formula like this, uh, like this and this. It always turns. So when you make the heaviest better, the lightweights lose. Mm. It's just the, the mathematics of these formula make it impossible to make a very smooth line above all classes. And the other thing is he just impulvated. He t took the mean 50% and say, from all lifters on, I guess, open power lifting data, and with all youth and juniors and masters and uh, all classes he could find with, with uh, tested IPF affiliates, and just calculated it up and said, we can compare everything, like bench and deadlift and equipped and raw, but you can't because who make equipped? The most people who make equipped lifting have experience in raw or start with raw and then change to equipped. So they are, the mean is higher. So they lose with IPF points. And the same with the super heavyweights. A lot of super heavyweights make football, American football, like Ray Williams, I guess. He, yeah. I think he's a football coach. That's right. Um, yeah. And uh, they already gained all these, this strength. So you cannot say you have so much beginners. I compared all these age categories, like juniors and youth and um, seniors and masters, and looked how heavy are they. And of course, in, in the youth class or sub-junior class, you won't see much heavy lifters. So um, there are a lot of light lifters, like 74 lifters. And when you take 1% from this lifters, it's like, like, like over this. And you have like nothing of the heavyweights, but the best heavyweights are in the open class. So you go more to the top and that makes it is, uh, it is very difficult with this percentile calculation to find a good formula. So that's, always, gosh, yeah. so that's how it gets skewed. And it makes sense because how many 15 year olds are walking around 120 kilo plus? You know, Ray Williams, if you look at Ray Williams when he was a teenager, I mean, he's a big kid, but it, it, like you said, as an adult, so it'll, it would, I guess, yeah, if you take junior, sub-junior, all the totals together, you're starting to skew it, and all of a sudden, 74s have a much greater sample size from from teens, which will skew those numbers a little bit, and then, yeah. and then if you're an adult, you're going to be so far ahead of the 15-year-olds, because you're fucking 30, that it makes it artificially make you look artificially ahead of the pack. Whereas if you're a 120 plus, so fewer juniors, you're compared against men. So you're not as far ahead. And that might be a reason why there's more skewing. You think, look, I'm not, mm -hmm. a I'm not a stats guy. So I'm starting to pick this up a little better. And, uh, and that's a pretty good explanation. See, I was wondering that. Right. And I think a lot of people, when they listening to this and watching on YouTube, probably had these questions that I was like, like, how so, why is it skewed? But um, you're right. It makes sense. The smaller you yeah. are, the more juniors. And if you just take all the data and clump it together, juniors, um, you know, masters, whatever, it's going to start skewing some things from the meat. You know, the guy in his prime. And you're gaining weight, of course. You start and, powerlifting, do yeah, a meat, yeah. and you gain muscles. Muscle you get mass. Hell so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's also a thing. So 
because of this, you should always look at the, the, the upper the upper line, the upper line of the, the classes. But when you have just the upper line, the heavyweights gain a lot. Because if you look at the top five in the 74, they're very close. Yes. But in the super heavyweight, they're far away. Yes. And I tried with this Nevo calculation to, to, to negate these, these flaws. And um, I just did it. I just did it like I did and say, hey, this could be a good formula. And present it to my federation. And they say, yeah, we'll take it for our team competition. Because for single lift, we have to use IPF points. And then some guy came up, no, we don't have to. The rule book says the nations can use what they want just for IPF competitions. And then I'll get, oh, wow. <laughs> and I was invited to the annual meet of the German Federation. Yeah. Sit between all the, all the people from the council. And they asked me, hey, Tim, welcome. Can you tell us something about your points? And I talked about just for five minutes. I say, it's okay, I guess. We can vote now. And everybody raised four, four dots. Oh, wow. and one yeah and one day later the guy um Sergei china from uh, from switzerland brought me hey tim we will also adopt your points and um i talked a lot with a lot of people in sweden on the world championships and uh, also in kaunas um i didn't compete in kaunas but uh um, I just went there to, uh, with my wife to have fun and then look at all the team because i am in, in still in the team i just didn't compete there. Yeah. And um, talked with a lot of people and especially the very experienced um, coaches and lifters who are very, um, have a lot of experience in the sport and know the sport. They just take my, I have a little, made a little Android app. I, they just ask me, put in this and this and this. Yeah, it's a good formula. And um, it's very intuitive. Yeah. Like, yeah, the people say hey, that, that that makes sense. And that's the thing, I guess, why it came so fast that so many people liked it. And even that open powerlifting adopts it for their big ranking. I was so surprised about that. I asked I asked them many times to do that. They say, no, it's very expensive. And I guess it was between Christmas and New Year's. And he just said to me, that's your Christmas present. And they just put it in. <laughs> I mean, when you have some grass up there, or I don't know even if you made it or other people did, because a lot of people are starting to champion the dot system, a lot of support for it. And it shows, like you said, um, the lifters are much more competitive. And it's, look, I like, it's a testimony to Amanda Lawrence and Taylor Atwood. They're still, they're still champion champions, still the king and queen of powerlifting. It doesn't necessarily change. And that's just a testimony to how good Taylor is, how good Amanda Lawrence is. However, right. however, it makes it so the other lifters, like you said, they're close. It's a battle now. Now we're talking yeah. a battle. You, you can't just hit your openers and you're still the champ. You can't yeah. have like a shitty day and, you know, Heather Connor doesn't have a chance of beating you. It's actually within reason, which it should be. You know, whenever you watch something um, and it's all the best of the world like that, it should be within reason that if you have a bad day, they have a good day, they win. If it becomes a situation where even on your worst day and on another world champion's best day, you're going to destroy them, then what do we, it, it almost is like, what are we talking about here? It's, it's kind of anticlimactic to have a showdown like that. I'm not saying that's exactly what it is with IPF points. I'm just talking generalities here. But uh, I mean, there still is going to be some showdowns with whatever form they use, but 
when you look at a formula with, and you're creating a formula with that in mind, telling yourself, we need, people are going to use this to battle out between champions. People are going to use this like that. So if you approach it with that kind of mentality, like how is this skewed for certain weight classes and how do I mitigate that skew? And I think it sounds like that's kind of what you did when you approached it. You're like, there's skews. There's always skews towards certain weight classes. We got to mitigate this. We got to tighten it up a little bit. And um, so, so if I'm understanding correctly, essentially, you're more looking at the top end of each weight class and how far the number one number and man and woman are from the top five as opposed to the medium. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I always, um, I already uh, took just not the top five. I already tried it with the top three, top four, top up to top ten. Um, but in the end, I found such a, a mean, a mean score for everything, and the basement is the top five. And it's just because I looked a lot of uh, world championships. And if you take the border classes, like the 59 kilo class, um, sometimes you have less than seven or six lifters in the, yeah. in the last years. So, so when you take the top 10, what, what will you do with the 59? But uh, open power lifting was also a very big, uh, a very, very helpful because you have so many data in it. The one problem is with open power lifting data, when you just use open power lifting data, you have a lot of USAPL data. I guess most of the open powerlifting data are from USAPL because the sport is so big over there. Mm -hmm. But um, the American people are genetically a bit other, uh, a bit um, different from the Asian people, for example. Uh, you see that in weightlifting. In weightlifting, you have uh, the, the very uh, light classes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I tried to make world championships and these international championships where you compare different um, different uh, nations and different continents, yeah, different regions from the earth, and um, yeah, and I guess open powerlifting have not every uh, number from um, countries without a Latin script. Like it's very difficult to find someone who who make all this like Cyrillic or, or Chinese or Japanese uh, and 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 um, yeah um, made it into uh, made it into their database like this. So I tried to just use official data from the IPF and just for rating the Nevo, I used every other data. You know, and, um, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I didn't actually even think about that, but. So following some sports, for instance, like I'm big into boxing and MMA. And when I look at the champions, um, what some nations like Japan, China, uh, Mexico, they have a, in, in the lower weight classes so many world champions uh, because just generally speaking population-wise, their men and women fit into these weight classes. But until recently, Mexico had, and Mexico's a boxing nation, never had a heavyweight champion. And it would be, if you go to open powerlifting, like you had said, and I didn't even think about it, but I'm glad you did, and you just took that data, again, in terms of skewing numbers, if it's mostly American, look, Americans are big people. In terms of American average body weight and size, where they would fall into weight classes compared to the rest of the world, yeah, that would skew numbers. And we just talked about how if you have a whole shitload of people in certain weight classes, it can skew things, so... I mean, these are things that really do have to get taken into account. It helps that um, you have the benefit of looking at some of these other formulas and be like, where did they possibly have these numbers skewed from? How did this mm -hmm. happen? 
You know, you can sit back and be like, how did this happen? And, um, and you're 100% right. I, I bet you the Chinese, the Japanese, and some of these other nations that are posting up total or posting up results, not in English. How many of the results don't even get logged? And then we lose out on those data points. And it's easy to say, well, as a percentage of this, you're the, like, it's, it's all, it'll be the same across the board. Well, maybe, maybe not. Not for these lighter weight classes. You know, they're, they're, some of the best lifters could be coming out of a nation that's not even represented in the open powerlifting. And open powerlifting is a great data source. But yeah, I, didn't, I did not even think about that until you mentioned it. And it makes complete perfect sense because you see that in all Olympic sports with weight classes. Certain nations are heavily represented in certain weight classes and not in others. You know, yeah, so yeah. And it's a lot more work. It's a lot more research, but it's a lot more accurate, too. That's the thing. I, I did this research, not just in this couple of weeks. I already did the formula. Uh, I just was just uh, calculating through all this. The, the the idea for it was already there, and but I was I trusted the IPF that they will find a good formula. Everyone everyone will like, and um, the most of the people just don't like it, and um, and that's that's really true. And I guess. Um, the IPF council, the committees, uh, they know it. But I guess they don't are able to change it uh, right before the Sheffields. Sheffields is in two, two months, I guess. Yeah. And um, I guess it was, wasn't was be fair to the lifters when they now change the formula. Uh, but next year are the World Games. And the World Games were always rated with Wilkes points. So they now had to rate it in IPF points because they have no not not uh, the same amount of classes. They had to reduce the classes, like they have to put two classes together, like uh, the 120 and the 120 plus, um, because the World Games Council said it would be too too a uh, too big competition. Mm-hmm. But uh, the qualify for the World Games is the World Championships equipped this year. So I'm very excited if they announce something in the next two months or right after Sheffield's to make a change. They already have a proposal from me. I just send it to it to them. And um, already some of the council people from the technical committee support it. Um, but I think it's it's much politics and the IPF. I'm not really into it, uh, how such decisions were, were made. Yeah, it's how, how do those things work for people listening because um, I myself, like, I, I do on the media side, but I'm not privy to the executive committee decisions and how that whole, you know, the voting system works and how they take proposals. Um, how, how, if, you, if you were to explain, how do these changes go about? Um, I guess they made a change last year, how they made the changes. I guess in the late 2018, with the big, in social media, was a big amount of, of proposals from the IPF they say, what the fuck, they will do this and this and this. But uh, it's normal that all these proposals came in, but the most of them were just um, just throw away, like, uh, that make no sense. Mm. And um, they just changed the system this year, that rule changes were just made by the technical committee. But I wrote the technical committee, and they said me, this point thing is by the executive committee. And the executive committee is like Gaston and Robert Keller and all these, all these, uh, the head from the IPF. Mm. Um, I just talked with uh, Dietmar Wolf because he's my coach. Um, and he's also in the, in the executive committee of the IPF. 
and they saw it like in the middle of 290, they already said, mm, maybe IPF points are not good. But they had some other proposals already um, at the time they choose these points. They had some other proposals over there. Uh, you can read it all in the IPF uh, homepage. There's all about these proposals and the evaluation of it. And uh, that's the thing. I found a lot of mistakes in this evaluation. Uh, the formula we have now is from Max Steiner. And he, from, from, um, he sent them all the, his data. And they just checked out the other formulas by his data. But as I told you, it makes a big difference which data you use, like juniors and youth and all the things. But for now, I guess uh, they looked at the proposals they already had last year. And maybe they do a change, but um, it's not foreseeable for me, for me not. Hmm. Gaston said, yeah, Gaston said they will make a four-year plan now in January. Maybe they will say something. We'll be excited the next month. Hmm. When the, yeah. So this is a pivotal month. I mean, I, I understand, to, to a degree, I understand where they would look at it like, look, at if we if we look uncertain and a little too wishy-washy, we bring in a formula for a year, we take it out, we bring it in, people might lose confidence as a whole. Yeah. And they might be telling themselves, you know, no formula is going to be perfect. There's always going to be people. Once you put it in, there's always going to be somebody who has something to say about it. Um, so... And they're, and they're just telling themselves, we gotta, we got to steer towards a little bit of consistency. A lot of people, the, the mass population, isn't going to understand stats. And they're not going to understand what the difference is, how these formulas are made. That's why I'm glad I had you want to help explain. Um, I had Joe Markenstein on here to explain his as well. But, um, yeah, it's not always easy to digest for everyone. You did a good job explaining, by the way, though. But so that's probably where, you know, the IPF might be telling themselves, um, how does it look if we if we change it so quickly and it, it, the confidence we show, you know, we don't want to look wishy-washy. So, and we want to give it its just due and just just try because if you do the uh, the SPD Invitational and then like a month later, you're like, we're going to throw that out. Everyone's going to look back at the SPD Invitational and be like, well, what the shit, what does that say about that competition then? Um, no, you're right. However, however, having said that, um, it is. It, it should be said to reason. Taylor Atwood still still number one with dots. Amanda Lord still number one with dots. They're, they're the favorites to win the SPD Invitational. So for anyone listening, the SPD Invitational is still going to be you know it's it's the champion of champion awards. It's just a matter of how close it is and and how competitive etc. How having said that though, everything happens. I've been around powerlifting since like two thousand seven, and. I remember back in the day when everyone was like, IPF will never go with a with a classic unequipped division. It'll never happen. It's just, there's too much politics, too much money involved with equipment. It'll never happen. Years go by. 2012, they had the Rock Cup. 2013, yeah. they said, we're going full on in. We have a world championship 2013. And as soon as they said... World Championship 2013, all the other nations went raw for their for their national championships. So, wheels turn slowly. The bigger you are as a federation, some of these smaller federations that are like 2,000 people, they could turn on a dime. They probably have one guy running the whole fed, and they could turn real quick because they're so small. When you're global, 
and you're working with the Olympic Committee and the whole nine. It's tough to turn. It's like a, it's like turning a fucking small boat and then, or then comparing it to turning the Titanic. Turning around when you're the Titanic is tough, right? Yeah, however, yeah. however, um, it can happen. It just takes a little bit longer. Takes a little more, you know, time goes by, etc. I wouldn't be surprised if you know it could all changes could still happen down the road. It just won't happen as quickly as some people might like. But look, there's a lot of talk here, and you have some good data points. I see some graphs floating around where you showed, you know, how competitive the weight classes are under darts and how close. And the same champions might be there, but like you said. You can't even miss your, let alone have a bad day and still win. You might not be able to miss your third attempts and still win. That's what people want to see, right? Mm, yeah, you know? that's it. This has to be exciting for the people. Right. And um, for now, I, I, I'm very happy that um, with Germany, I have um, one of a big player, just not because we are, have now a good national team. That are other reasons. But uh, I guess Germany is one of the oldest IPF um, members. And it's a very big, big federation who, who say, yeah, we use, we are using this formula uh, since now. And um, then the Swiss is a, is a smaller federation. And then um, I guess uh, Tony Cliff is very into it. Uh, he wrote me a lot. And um, now even Owen Hubbard, who is better in IPF points than Tony, and they're always struggling on a national level. Ah. And he said, and he said, I'm not happy until I outdots Tony. <laughs> so, and, and that's it. Also, uh, the Irish, um, you know Jay from Ireland, yeah. the Irish head coach. He is the runner of the ABS Pro, and um, he adopted it for the ABS series. It's a very big uh, fat-free meat series, yeah. and he's now really into um, convince the Irish Federation. And uh, also in Germany, the biggest fat-free meat, the Insanity Meat, very nice meat, very nice people. Uh, there was uh, it was the first competition using dots because I, I know them friends of mine running this tea, this competition and say yeah this this formula is good. And um, I guess some people in Canada are also really into this formula. And um, Iceland, Slovenia, uh, um, Netherlands, uh, um, Belgium. A lot of people wrote me and asked, hey, can you send me your data? I will make a proposal. Oh. We don't know what happened yeah. because, um, yeah, you never know. But um, it's nice to see that. And, um, and uh, I really appreciate it because I'm not, not, it was not planned to be so. Um, if you know the word starts, the standing, it's, it's, it's a short, short term for dynamic objective team scoring system or team scoring because I made it for the team competition. Oh, and, uh, shit. Yeah. And uh, it was just, hey, our team competition should be a good one. And now um, it, it runs so fast, everything. So I'm also very happy that, that, that you wanted to do a podcast with me because, hey, wow, that's, that's, that's a big thing for me. Even um, also the thing with open powerlifting, I was so whole. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's... It's good that um, people get a good understanding of like how these formulas are created and, and how we could get closer and closer to competitive powerlifting. I think at the end of the day, that's pretty much what people want to see, you know, is, is just somehow mitigating these huge gaps between some classes. And I think 
Previously, people had seen some gaps, and it could be discouraging when you have a world champion who's like, I have no chance, and I'm a world champion. When it's mm. champion versus champion, I have no chance, right? It, that, that's difficult. You will never make a formula who's, which is perfect, I guess. It's, it's just not possible. It's, yeah. it, the difference are too big in the different classes, like... Fidiusenko deadlifting just I saw a picture in social media. I said, What the fuck? He he was just hiding by the by the plates. Hiding <laughs> by the plates. I said, Wow. Like, is there a man and, over there? <laughs> it's it's like a, a knee rack lift. And um the difference are very big. It's just um we can just use the data we have from the competitions, we can put it together and try our best to make a to make a comparable formula to let the people know, hey, this is good. And that's also a thing. The people know, oh, in Wilkes, 400 Wilkes was a good number. When you have 400 Wilkes, you was, yeah, you was a good lifter. Yeah. And with 500 Wilkes, you're a world-class lifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now all the other formulas in the last time came out, um, they have all other numbers, and the people are just confused by it. So, And that's also a thing, I guess, why DOTS is so accepted by everybody. They say, hey, I know that. I know that points, like... This is fine. I, I don't have to think a lot and and um, um, make this new form new point system uh, for me comfortable. Um, yeah, so, makes that sense. Yeah. You go ahead, Cam. So as you said, obviously there's never going to be a perfect form. There's always going to be drawbacks to each. So what would you say is the biggest draw? Actually, I wouldn't even say drawback. A challenge with the dots formula. Then the biggest challenge in dots. It's it's not easy. Um, I saw the the Sheffields. Um, I I made a. I just try to open it. Ooh, what? I don't know. Okay, you still hear me? <laughs> um, when I see, uh, you can still see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just open my Excel to to see the formula. When you compare uh, dots with um, the Sheffields people, you have like uh, Ray Williams have with his actual world record, I guess, from open powerlifting, he has 565 points. And Russell Aubrey has 565 points. Holy shit. And Taylor Edward have 573 points. It's damn close. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, um, of course, uh, there are some, some, some lifters who have a couple of less points, but they're all like 5% together. And that is what can happen uh, between your first and your, and your third deadlift. And um, I guess the best move was the equipped championships. Everybody told me we need a formula one for raw and one for equipped. And I made it. The first try was a formula for, for equipped and one for raw. And I, I looked at it and said, it's, it's nearly the same. So I said, fuck it. Um, everybody, everybody's used to have one formula yeah. for, for, for every, everything. And the difference between a formula, when I make a formula for bench press, for, for raw and for equipped, the difference between these three formulas are much bigger, no, much smaller than the differences, no, much bigger than the differences between different formulas, you know? Okay. So when I'm when I make a bench press formula, the formula is is uh, the differences is like the same if you use IPF points formula. So um, 
the flaws are, are, are much bigger. Like a bench press, you have like uh, Jen Thompson, and she's so out of range, and there are not, not enough lifters. So I guess um, that would be a thing, maybe, in five years, to say, mm, is it really a good formula for bench press? But when you see the numbers of the world records and the world championships, you also see Dots is fine with it. You have a very, very, very smooth, um, um, yeah, like I don't know where. I, I think I know distribution. you. Distribution? Yeah, distribution, basically. This, and the equipped world championships in Dubai, that was my big point, because it was the day of the um, the German council to vote for dots. And uh, I just saw it. Uh, if I compared the, the top three, it's always in the IPF um, rule, uh, in the IPF results, you always see the top three. And um, DOTS was the only formula with three world records in the top three. And the winner was a 93. Second place was a 59. And the third place was playing super heavyweight. And they were all just two points apart. Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that was so great. I mean, I guess Blaine has just made one more bench press attempt, I guess, to, to um, go above Fedyozenko. Yeah, but uh, it really showed me that the formula have it's it's really um, it's really fair to the different classes, and yeah. even the the very lights and the very heavy are able to win. But when the middleweights win, you can say, oh yeah, um, the biggest talent pool uh, can be the winner, and with Wilkes, it would be very dif- difficult. Um, yeah. you had you had said, and this is a pretty good point, um, because the, comparing men and women didn't really work out with some of these other formulas. Like the Wilkes men and the Wilkes women, the IPF points men, the IPF points women. It looks, when, when you punch in the numbers, it, 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 I mean, it doesn't look like two different sports, but certainly isn't across the board comparable when you take, like, you know, it looked, looked skewed, it looked different, right? Like, and people like comparing, at least knowing uh, some, you know, to some degree they look similar. If you're the top 84 kilo lifter you're thinking your points should look similar to the top 83 or if you're top 74 kilo lifter you're similar to the top 72 but if there's a hundred ipf point difference i'm I'm just throwing numbers out there and possibly exaggerating but if there's a big skew in difference you might be telling yourself well is the quality of male lifters just a whole lot worse why are they so far down when (laughs) When, yeah, right. when in reality, yeah. like like you would you if if you're just like a, a mainstream person who didn't know and you looked at it, you'd be like, wow, the women are crush are killing the men in terms of quality. Well, that's not really. I mean, that's you know, it's not really a comparison because it's two different formulas. It's it's not. So how does that look under dots? Um, it's also um, I have to. Um, uh, it is very difficult to compare men and women always, yeah. and it's actually not really possible. But I use the same ratio, like the Nevo. How big is the Nevo of the woman and how big is the Nevo of the man? And the man, the, the, the upper classes are, are very, very, very close together, more than women. And I showed you the graph. Uh, I will send you that graph with the, with the, with the sprinter. Yeah. You see the difference between the 63 kilo class, which is one of the biggest women's class, 63 and 72, I guess, and the 83 for men. Um, 
and you see the, the 83 the Nevo is a bit higher so you think the man should be a bit higher point at as a woman on the same Nevo the mean the mean points not the best and um, it's very difficult because women have another size on man like in equipped lifting do you um, your experience in equipped lifting no I'm not uh, but I no? watched no? it not no not not no, doing no. it but watching it yeah have you ever wrapped yourself with knee wraps? I have. Or, uh, or you have. Yeah. So if you wrap some guy like Tony Cliff or Blaine Sumner, you it's really hard to make a good wrapping. And then I, I, I wrapped a um, 52-kilo woman of my strange club. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you're finished with wrapping and still have the half of the, wrap, uh, yeah. of the, of the knee wraps <laughs> over. Like, yeah. oh, wow. You can do much more with that. And the other thing is, um, in the untested competitions, um, women are gaining very much from not being tested. I hope that is a political correct announcing of that. If it's, um, the, numbers, if it's the numbers, it's the numbers, right? Yeah, the numbers. so um, the, the comparing of women raw with dots, women with men, seems very, very, very fine, very close. Uh, equipped, I guess the women gain a bit from that. Uh, same as with Wilkes, because they can just use more of the equipment. And uh, the untested women, like uh, everybody knows, um, this um, Steffi Cohen, for example, um, they gain so much, so much compared to the untested, that the men have not an easy, um, easy doing uh, beating them. So I guess the comparing between men and women is possible for tested competitions, raw and equipped. And you have always think, okay, equipped, maybe they, they gain a bit from the points when you have just two formulas. But uh, with untested, it is impossible to compare men and women. Maybe you should use the man formula for women, but uh, it's also not very fair. So yeah. for, for that, you have to make an own formula or a correction factor or something like that. But in the end, um, when it's just similar, when you have similar formulas, you can make a team competition and everybody's fine. Um, but when the woman gains so much, you have the team competition, which is a really big thing in Germany, um, you would just have uh, women's teams. Uh, they did that in weightlifting. You see the best weightlifting teams in Germany? Uh, they have just women teams because. I was about uh, to say you stack it full of women if the formula works for women, right? Yeah, I, I think it's on a regional level because in, in weightlifting they have like for every league they have another formula. Yeah. So um, I'm not very into it, but um, I see that in our regional uh, competition league here in, in the weightlifting in Northern Westphalia and the Western Germany, uh, there are a lot of the best are like the women's uh, the women teams. Um, and it's just because um, it's it's an easy calculation, and I compared everything like Rieschel, Glossbrenner, uh, Wilkes, Schwartz, Malone, all these formula who were made in the last years. I compared everything about uh, who's the best in the lightweight, the heavyweight, how the comparison with women, and um, the one target was not to be an outlier, like. Um, Many people make many different formulas, and um, when you make an own formula, and your formulas at one point so far away from the other formulas, 
that cannot be true. And that's also a thing you have to, to, to see when you make, make these, these mathematical uh, yeah. Yeah, comparisons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you have two different formulas, one for men, one for women. Yeah. And, no, no, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one for men, one for women. So essentially with all the uh, – because from what I see, when I look at all the formulas, um, kind of like you said, the common that I see is if you're going to have a competition – and you just clump in men and women competing against each other and try to use two different formulas, but judge people lifting off two different formulas against each other really doesn't work. It's, it really doesn't work out because the, it's two different formulas. Like you're not playing with the same rules, the same comparison. It's, and, and you almost can't. It's almost, if people like I, 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 the one thing I haven't seen yet is how you can make a competition with men and women competing against each other and actually making it like the same formula and it works out the same for everybody. And it's that almost can't happen from what I see no, no. stats wise. I mean, people want to do that, but man, it's, it's all, every formula I've seen so far skews in favor of the women um, almost every single time. So it's like, it, it's almost like Wilkes with the super heavyweights. Where it's like, look at man, if you get a really good woman and a bunch of really good women, a bunch of really good men, more than likely one one of the women are going to win it if you're using these formulas, from what we've seen. Yeah. So Darts made a try, and the Germany was happy for this formula with comparing men and women. So I guess um, we won't su- see um, much surprises in our mixed team league. I think it's very nice to have a mixed team league because in our strange club we can use men and women as well. And um, in our last competition uh, last week, last Saturday, last week uh, we have uh, 52 kilo uh, women in the in the team and 80, 90, 90 kilo men. I competed with 111 now, and um, we have another lifter with uh, about 100 kilos. And um, yeah. Um, everybody knows uh, how experienced the lifters were. And they see, okay, when the experience level is similar to the, to the points, then now everybody's happy. Yes. And that's the thing. And um, so it shouldn't be the most important of a formula that men and women are comparable. Yeah. But uh, it's nice, nice to have this. This ability, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the number one thing with a formula shouldn't be trying to compare men and women like that. Because if you look at the overall landscape of powerlifting, it's almost never, it's, a, it's not really a, a high priority. Every single event I've been to, I, there's very few times when men and women compete against each other. So in yeah. terms, of, I think you're right. In terms of priority, you know, if you start skewing the numbers to try to be able to compare men and women with the same formula... You're doing it for a very small percentage of competitions that actually do that worldwide, globally. It's just not a, a need. It's not a high priority. There's very few. You know, we have men's and women's divisions, and uh, we have best lifter for men, best lifter for women. So, yeah, basically, it's it's much more a priority just to make two different formulas and make it work like that, so that you can make women competitive against women and make it close. And make men competitive against men and make it close so it's anybody's game. And then that's really the most entertaining value. Which it sounds like you've done. And I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, so, I, I see um, Wilkes was not so bad in these comparing things. But um, 
I think darts is a possibility to have this mixed team competitions, but the worth of these numbers is not so high, like in 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 these categories, as you said. Yeah, I, I think so too. I guess it's just it's too dark here. I don't no, know. you know what? It's always funny when we interview someone on the other side of the world. It it literally goes from day to night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just watch. Yeah. When you can see me, it's fine. Uh, I'm, it, yeah. On video, people are going to be watching it like, how fucking long was this interview? I feel like a whole day passed. <laughs> we keep talking and then it becomes daytime all over again. And we're still crunching numbers. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Is there is there any other um, key points you think we should toss out there about dots that we haven't covered? We've done a pretty good job here, but because I don't, I'm not a stats guy, I don't know if there's something else we haven't thrown out that you feel like should be mentioned. Or have we done a pretty um, good job? The most important thing um, you should remember when you when you think of dots, I think, is um, the the data. What made dots is the data of the last years, and um, it always can can happen something like uh, the super heavyweight of the women gets so famous that we see like ten times the women over there, and we will see it um, with another eyes. But the nivel. The rating system of the Nevo, what I told you, with the percentage to, to the to the top class, that is the main thing of thoughts. And um, all these percentile um, percentile things, like Kupayev did that with 20%, but with juniors and seniors, um, I analyzed it all. I analyzed it and I saw it was a difference from the super heaviest to the super lowest from 10%. Mm. So when you include all the juniors and sub-juniors and masters, or you just take the seniors, it makes a difference of 10%. And 10% is like if you have 500 points or 450 points. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So, um, and for everybody, I um, want to know something about dots. I recommend to look at my, my Instagram profile. I, I have a lot of... of um, pictures in it about it and I have a link tree where you can um, read all the stuff um, I can already send also send you some of the, the graphs and, and tables I have what is what is really nice to see you have to, to see it with one with one look you have to see what it means yeah and I also have an, uh, made an Android app it's all for free and uh, one thing is important about dots um, I won't make any sound of it it's uh, I did this formula because I like the sports, but um, there's nothing like uh, somebody have to pay to use it or oh, something shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yes, the German Federation want me to sign a contract that I don't will sue them for using my points. I said no. That's the reason why I don't call it Konats points because that's my last name. Yeah. I don't want it. It's have to be for everyone. It should be a formula for everyone. It should be free for everyone. Everybody should use it, should be able to use it. Uh, the one thing is I want is uh, when you use dots, call it dots and don't change it. Yeah. yeah. When you, yeah that's the only thing. And um, yeah, that's, that's the main point. Um, yeah. So, so for anyone listening um, who wants to find you on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? Uh, CPT underline Timmy. CPT is for captain. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm in the uh, I'm in the German army and I'm a captain oh, already. No shit. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something about my back background: I studied aerospace engineering, 
and a German military university. And I already work as an aerospace engineer for the for the German aviation, the army aviation. Oh wow! And that's the reason, and I'm a captain, so that's the reason why I'm Captain Timmy. And my strange club, everybody calls me Captain, and they they is a give me such a captain hat. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And um, so that's so that's you're used to crunching numbers in your profession. Then is that why you're a numbers guy? Uh, in my profession, for now. I'm a leader of a of a bureau, which makes a lot of uh, logistics and um, and, and um, yeah, okay. logistics for army aviations. We write a lot of things down, make articles mm. for army aviation. That's maybe uh, I like to make uh, articles, and my writing is like that. But I'm not so good, so good in German, so, uh, in English. I'm, I better I can write better things in yeah, German. Yeah, for sure. But. Um, I, uh, at my last job, I did a lot of uh, statistics and a lot of data stuff. And also in my master thesis on the university, I did a lot of statistics and a lot of data stuff. And yeah, I love powerlifting. I hope I can, can do uh, join a, a world championships sometime. I, I don't know. I did three, but I'm not as strong <laughs> anymore <laughs> for the German team. Um, but um, yeah. I guess we will also see each other again. We will, my friend. We definitely will. You know, it's a beautiful thing because here's the thing with powerlifting. We don't have a mainstream push. We don't have like the big mainstream TV, big mainstream sponsors. We have our own sponsors like SBD. We have our own live stream. We don't got the big TV channels coming on. And when we make moves, it's the lifters themselves that give unselfishly just give to to better the sport and this is why we're growing man like from us and king of lifts to yourself doing dots to mark uh uh joe markenstein to doing like ipf points we're all even if even if people disagree with formulas whatever everyone's just giving forward like you said not for money but to better the sport i mean here take it this is what i did take it and go let's you know whether we're giving each other platforms to be heard like we're doing right now or you know it's it's all done on us you know power that they're yeah. stepping up to better the sport and um that's and, and that's why like people from all over the world man we got guys like you who can crunch numbers and make it happen you know we're I'm grateful to have guys like you around you know and um and it helps the sport out as a whole also thank you for you for you um for uh, make this happen like like so many people get a join to all the lifters, to all the people like make formulas or like um, make statistics or yeah, like you make podcasts with the best of the best and um, you, with the kings of the lifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, sir. And uh, and you you can hear what what people they are, and that's really good. And um, the the fact is, you won't. Um, address anytime the people who make the decisions like um, who are sitting in the council may uh, know the sports for 40 years but don't know Instagram or Facebook or something like that um, but uh, when you're a lifter you have to address it to your to your um, yeah your annual meet yeah, yeah. to make things happen yeah and that, that's really really important for the people it's, it's not them it's us yeah. you're 100% right and that's where for people online who like just complain but never give 
aren't a part of the, the solution. Like, like the IPF, we vote, we have, you know, proposals, we have, you know, like, let's get behind and do something as opposed to leaving a comment and just leaving it there or just finding nothing but negative. Be a part of the change you want to see, if I could quote Gandhi here, uh, like you're doing, where you're like, you know what? I think I can add something here. You know, so you put together a formula and you're going out there and, and people have avenues. That's the beautiful thing about powerlifting and whatnot. You can put together formulas. You can uh, put together proposals. We have voting and, and uh, it, it means something to give back as opposed to, you know, we have some people who just are always just negative. They're just, they got something bad to say, but they aren't necessarily trying to better the sport at all and give back, you know? So, but anyways, listen, much appreciated, my friend. Um, I think that's a great point to, to leave off on. Thank you for coming on, first off. Um, and I'd love to have you back again. I guarantee you we're, we're going to see you. Um, I'll be at the SPD Invitational, so hopefully I see you there. Maybe I see you at Worlds, wherever. I'm sure I'll see you again. We're in the same community. Is there anybody I'm you sure. want to thank before we let you go? Um, I think um, everybody who supports thoughts uh, and one. The, the, the people who support me the most is my wife and, and also all the people from Germany and from every country who say, hey, I want to change it like Tony Cliff, like uh, Jay Ferrand, like uh, Rob and Steve from Belgium, like Sega from Switzerland, all these people and once and for all the team of Insanity Meet who made it the first competition with thoughts. Yeah. There we go, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Much appreciated. We will keep in touch. I'll grab some of those graphs. Um, I'll share the link. It'll be in the in the YouTube description. We'll put pictures in the YouTube video, and everyone can see the graphs, which are beautiful. Helps explain a little further. Uh, so thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you, too. It was an honor. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Same. Likewise. See you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Bye. There you go, man. Uh, I mean, the, like he basically said, this isn't necessarily uh, this isn't like a stab at any of these other formulas. No, it it only because these other formulas come around can you look at them, critique them, and be like, what can I do to to mitigate some changes? Or you can take feedback from other formulas exactly. that people have and be like, all right, if this is something people are unhappy about with this formula, how do I mitigate? We get better and better as mm -hmm. we go. Yeah, and as you said, you always want to take a problem and review it constantly. It's never going to be something that's going to be used today and used ten years from now. If that just Man, and, and no matter what, once a formula is used readily, universally, um, then it affects people differently and people are going to have say, something to say about it. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. There's always going to be some people like, I don't like this. Exactly. You know? Yeah, like, you, you can't, can't please everyone. Everybody. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is what I did really like is how it makes it more competitive. You're not having, yeah. from what I heard, I haven't actually seen it in practice, but from yeah. what he said, you don't have like going to competition where it's like, looks for you know, heavyweight's going to win. IPF where it's a little bit favored of like our 74s, I, th I think it is. Um, yeah, you know what? The thing is, not, yeah, like either way, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I do like is he said, look at with dots, Amanda Lawrence is still queen. Taylor, Taylor Allen's still, still king. king. I love that. How you saw so there's the no controversy. Are, who are the best are still showing. They're the best in both foreign lists, yeah. which is a testament to his athletes, of course. I feel like, I feel like if you're Taylor Atwood um, or Amanda Lawrence and people are like, you know, that's under the IPF points. So I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Well, well, no, there's now the Kingman two two different two, both so like, of them. King and queen of two different exactly. formats. So it helps solidify. You know, um, obviously, famously gave 
Taylor and I would have made a Lawrence the Lifters of the Year award from King of Lifts. And some people had some things to say about it. And um, look at man. The, I mean, John, in, in the untested, John Hack has the look. He did some phenomenal things. Oh, as well. 100%. But formulas are starting to point towards certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people in the IPF. So the rising to the top of a massive talent pool. Look at me, with all of this, it's never going to be cut and dry and easy, but it's good to have these discussions. you got to have a discussion. Exactly. You can't be afraid to have a discussion, and that's the only way you're going to get better. Whether or not the IPF stays IPF points, the IPF points system, they update that as well. You know, they they're, they're, they can make changes as well, so even if you spark conversation, you know, it, it, it can only lead to improvement, mm-hmm. but if we all just stay quiet what and I don't have discussion. Yeah, what I also found interesting is how he takes... The top of each pool, and as you're saying, what if we had those crazy outliers? And he's like, "Well, it's still not making a huge difference in the grand scheme of things. You're still getting competitive results." I found that kind of interesting. Yeah, it depends. Because, um, I mean, again, it, you know, I'm not a stats guy. This dude is—he's done his own work. <laughs> his, his, man, this dude is so many IQ points ahead of me. Um, so, but um, looking at it, like listening to him describe it, like I know you mean where. If it's, and I don't entirely, I'd have to read up on it. Mm-hmm. I need to learn more about this for yeah. just going off what he said exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. But when it's the world record and how close you are to the world record, but it's not just based on that. So that's mm-hmm. why my question was, what if you have an outlier that just shoots that world record exactly. like crazy? Is everybody else fucked from here on out? Mm-hmm. However, it's not just based on that though. Because he's taking the top five people. So I don't, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd have to look at the numbers and I'd have to like, and he did, though. He said he went in there and um, purposely skewed with some numbers saying, what happens if I did this? What happens if I did that? Step back and it doesn't skew everything. Mm-hmm. However, having said that, I don't know if you can even possibly make a formula that isn't going to be affected by outliers. Oh, like, you know, it's, it's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if like, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, and he said that himself, too. It's very, man, it's, I had Joe uh, Markenstein on here. Um, talking about the he, he created the IPF um, formula points formula and he was explaining and essentially said the same thing he's like look at he used data points you know Joe's an extremely smart guy um, and he used data points like tons of data points did all of his research and um, explained it all and the end of the day he essentially said the same thing he's like having said all this it's a formula mm-hmm. there's nothing like head- sports is supposed to be head to head competition that's how you find out there's a reason why you don't win based off nominations. Um, whenever you start picking up a calculator and using a formula to decide who wins, get ready for some controversy. Get ready for some opinions, whatever. If you want pure sports, impurity is this guy, this guy, who mm-hmm. wins? This girl, this girl, head to head, who wins? Did you lift more than that, gentlemen? You won. Mm-hmm. Did she lift more than you? Did you score more points? If this is basketball, one-on-one. Yeah. There you go. concrete in your face. You, there you go. That's it. That's what sports is. When you grab a fucking calculator, and the, well, his three throws in his basketball was from the 20 feet out. Your three throws in the basketball showdown, one-on-one, was from 15 feet out. I actually devised a formula mm-hmm. to see how much harder his three-pointers were to even it out. And then you want to decide who wins. Of course, you're going to have some controversy going And don't on. get me wrong. It is still fun to look at. It's fun to analyze and take all these points. But at the end of the day, it's never going to be perfect. It's, There's going to be discrepancy. Exactly. Look, I'm not saying throw them out. I, I love it. I think we. I think I love the idea of champion of champions. Yeah. 
I love the idea of being able to. All I'm saying is, like you just said, like he said, like every, like Joe said, um, you're never going to get a formula that is as pure, clean, and straight to the point as a head-to-head matchup. It's just going to be, you're always going to have some opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, it just is what it is. It's part of, it's all part of sports as well. Just like, but look at the strike zone changes in baseball. People are like, what the fuck? That was a strike. Why, why, why are you calling that? You know what I mean? Like the strike zone changes. Same with squat that, what the fuck? Earlier today you were passing that and now it's not getting passed. That's sports, baby. That's half the fun. Let, mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves. Half the fun is having debates and whatnot. Um, so it's all in the name of fun. So I'm glad he came on here. My man Timmy had to reach out. He did a pretty good job explaining. And um, I'm grateful for that. If you guys have any questions and you want me to reach out to him, hit us up. Shoot us DMs. I will. Uh, you know what? I might even post up after the podcast drops. I'll post up maybe uh, questions for, for Tim and people can uh, and fire away and, yeah. and he can reply back. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go that route because I don't want to get lost in translation either from from me. No, no. I went, no. To, I, went to, I went to university for marketing, man. I'm not a stats dude. Um, I think I took stats. God knows oh, yeah. how I passed it. <laughs> I brought, God knows how I passed it. But uh, but it's not my forte by any means. So um, yeah, if you got any questions, and I'm sure you will, I'll forward it. And uh, and that's that. That's that. From Six Pack Lab at Cathy Fitness. Nice.